0: Welcome to Couch. our best of 2022 week for games has begun and we're here to talk about our personal picks for our favourite games of 2022. Of course you can find all of our collective Explosion Network picks for the best games uh, posting throughout the week. Today's Tuesday when this is posting, if you're listening to it, day of release, uh, the 10th we'll have. Uh, two lists out today, two lists tomorrow, two lists yesterday. All the way, way in the leading up to this sad day, when our top ten Explosion Network's official top ten games of 2022 will post with another special episode of RK Couch, where we're discussing our game of the year winner. But for today, joining me, Ashley
1: Holley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to hear all about Elden Ring from you.
2: This is such a joke. I want to touch on that in two seconds. Also here, Kieran marchant Hello everyone. I'm excited to talk about all these games <laughs> that I was going to play and finish um in the time off that we had. <laughs> I didn't. Um Actually like you know, in case you know, just for funsies. I did play one game that wasn't Overwatch 2, and I have put thirty something hours into it. If either of you can guess what it is, I will I don't know, frozen coke bet.
0: What has been really popular on Twitter recently that Kieran got FOMO about and would have started playing? That's put 30 hours into. Uh, I feel like I could say The Witcher, but it's not probably The Witcher. Mm, I don't know. What else is it? Can you think of anything that's been like really popping off? No. It's really kind
2: of super random. I'm going to say that. Yeah,
0: but no, but tell me or tell me not. Did you not start playing it because people were playing it or something?
2: Not necessarily. Oh. Is it on Game Maybe I saw a YouTube video or two it's of on Game pass? It's not it's not all right, all right, all right, all right, I'll I'll, 20 questions? I'll, I'll <laughs> narrow I'll narrow I'll narrow the field of games. Mm. Of games. It is on the Nintendo Switch. Whoa. Legend of Zelda? Yeah. yeah there they go. Breath of like the Wild. 30 something hours of Breath of the Yeah. Oh. There you
0: go. Frozen Cake. Thank you. The moment I'm you to end. it, but it's fine. <laughs> it's like, what's it's the
1: fine. only game worth playing on the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> uh, exactly. Four. I literally, I literally oh. went and
2: bought a new Pro Controller for my fucking Switch because I couldn't find my old one because I couldn't. I hate the Joy Cons. <laughs> I fucking the dragons are too small for my thumbs. Dragon you actually gonna and finish you know how it. Hard it is? You know how fucking hard it is for this? I actually think I'm definitely gonna finish yeah. it. You know how hard it is to find one of these pro controllers? It's fucking insane. I went to EB Games. They're like bro, even though actually brick and mortar stores, fuck you. I went Whoa, to EB Games, they have the box on the shelf.
1: Wow, they just firing they had... shots at everybody.
2: Yeah. I am. And they had the box on the shelf. I went and grabbed the box. <laughs> Talking to the, the counter. Like, oh actually no, we're out of stock of those. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's this on your shelf then?
0: Now, I can answer this. Pre-order. I can answer this. They send... If we took down every one of those display boxes in the store I work in that we don't have stock of, there would be shelves that are just fucking empty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, there was literally two of... No, there was literally two of them on a... And this is where I probably should have got the message. There was two boxes of it on On a shelf shelf that literally... Only I could have reached being six foot. Like, I had to, like, properly stretch. Display
0: boxes in a store are never one-to-one equations for... And
2: they had a price on it! It had a price on it! And everything... I was just like, you motherfucker. And then eventually I found it in Big W. I went to JB Hi-Fi. Almost bought a a, uh, third-party controller and then talked myself out of it because that ain't me. I ain't doing that. (laughs) Fuck that. Um, Yeah. No, that was was my story. That's my life. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's that's a uh, very different Overwatch. Breath so. of the Wild didn't come out this week, this year, no. last year. Good game, though. Great <laughs> game. Yeah. A lot of fun. All heard. It's all heard. Yeah, yeah. All heard. Um,
0: well, I mean, we'll, uh, you might finish it by the time we get back to recording our first normal 2023 episode. I of hope so.
2: Like, it's something I'm definitely chipping away at and playing a lot of. There's a lot of just exploration like i've done two of the four divine beasts already and stuff like that like i'm trying so. to remember
0: now like we're um, recording this the first week of 2023 just to sort of date this ahead of um yeah our games week yeah. is kicking off in a couple weeks so maybe
1: kieran will finish it by the end of 2023
2: but, well no <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know if we have a
0: record <laughs> well, no, like my, kieran you it, don't have a recording overall... with us next week at
2: all so no i don't think so no. but no, so. literally i think the my literal thing is that i just i was like hmm I've been watching... You know what it is? No, no, no. I got this really random thing into listening to video essays about Zelda. Mm. And about the series and about... Because I think the one that got me was, like, um, why Twilight Princess was the disaster that saved um, Zelda. And, yeah, no, that's what it was. And then I went, fuck it, I'll play Breath of the Wild. Fair enough. Well, yeah, you... I'll be ready for the second one. You do
0: not record another podcast with us for 14 days, so...
2: Damn, okay, all right, I need to... All right, all right, all right, all right.
0: Okay, just putting that into perspective. So you've got time. All right, all right. Will you beat it, Dragon? by the time we're recording that RK
2: Couch? <laughs> 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 Only because. It is a fantastic game. If you beat it, I'll let can... you not buy me that frozen Coke. <laughs> it's a dollar. I'll fucking buy you a frozen Coke without the fucking bet. Is... Oh, you say that, but where's my merch, motherfucker? 2023? 2022? Motherfucker. You <laughs> have you sent me some links what you want? Have you sent me some links what you want? I said, send me links and I'll buy you fucking whatever. But not fucking, that's no, fine. All right, let's get into it. Top 10 personal games
0: yeah. of 2022. There's no way Kieran doesn't pick something that isn't like... oh. Overwatch before it dies. And then Overwatch (laughs) 2. Some random shit. All right. uh, Let's go with... Ash. Kick us off. Number 10.
1: Uh, Number 10. Uh, Something that I've got into very late in the year. Uh, Something that had been buzzed about all year. And just something that I hadn't really looked into. Uh, Played it on my mobile phone. Like, oh, this is all right. I'll be interested to see what it's like on an actual gaming platform (laughs) or something with a controller.
2: So, is that your phone has a better screen than whatever?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, I was playing it on my laptop, so I'm in. Oh, there he
2: goes. All right. He actually was playing on decent hardware. That's fine.
1: Yeah. My number 10 is Vampire Survivors, Uh, the I guess idle roguelike, I guess, where you uh just take out waves and waves of enemies as many as you possibly can earning xp and unlocking different things and just uh com- creating combos of weapons to go together to create more powerful weapons just a constant upgrading thing uh there's just a satisfying element to wiping out hordes and hordes of creatures um while watching like a timer go up uh, coins going up, all these numbers kind of going up. It's very, very satisfying. So yeah, Vampire Survivor is number 10. I think I think it's still solid on a mobile phone, but yeah, obviously playing it on my PC was, on my laptop was the preferred experience. Just with the controller, it's much easier. Cool. Yeah.
2: Kieran, what is your number 10? My number 10 is a Kieran Marching Classic. The game where Kieran gets it puts like a billion hours into it in like the first two weeks and then never touches it again. That's gotta be, be your whole fucking list, to isn't it?
0: There's, every year we do this podcast and it's just two Kira's got eight games he played fifty percent of and two he actually finished.
2: <laughs> Alright, come on. <laughs> um this is Marvel Snap, the only Marvel oh, That's fine,
0: that's fine. You don't you can't finish
1: it. That's fine. There's no ending. No, you term.
2: can't finish it, but I put like fucking well, that first week where you guys were like, yeah, I have, I'm like level something, I'm like level seventy, I'm like level, and I was like, yeah, I'm like two hundred and something. Yeah, yeah, you were ahead. You were, yeah, you, no. you were leading the pack. You were ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I went very hard at the start, and I enjoyed it a lot. I think um, the game is extremely intuitive. The artwork's great. Of course, it is. It's coming from Marvel themselves. Um, really fun and easy game to get into, and the, the kind of the understanding of of quick and simple matches that. I think it only had, what, like five or six turns in it? Um, it was absolutely fantastic. I know, I'm presuming both of you have this a lot higher in your list for the amount of time you both have spent on this, but um, no, I think Marvel Snap is is very deserving, which is, you know, quite surprising for me with mobile games. Yeah. Uh, number 10 on my
0: list, Splatoon 3. Um, a game I wish I, I had actually had more time play, but I'll probably, for the... The I think I put maybe 10 hours into it or something like that, which is, you know, like, decent chunk of time, but not, like, hundreds like I'm sure a lot of people have. But this was the... I've I'd, I'd been really looking forward to getting into Splatoon 3 because I liked what I played at 2, but just wanted to sort of get on the, on the ground floor, and I'm keen to jump into more, um, hopefully more Splatoon 3 throughout the year as they do events and stuff. But that game is just a lot of fun when it's actually working. It had, like, a sort of a rough launch, I guess, but um, it's just... I guess if you watch it without playing it, you'll be like, "What's the what's the deal?" Like it just looks like another third-person shooter. But when you actually like underst- you start unlocking the weapons and you- you're seeing different people like choose different tactics, like using the um, the like the roller ball thing to play more just about like painting the area rather than dealing with the opponents, and um, you get to mix up different modes where you sort of there's one can't remember the name of it now but there's one where there's like a, a this very thin platform that just rotates all around um it's constantly moving it's sort of like king of the hill so I track the out, time that a team staying on top of it and you're constantly like trying to stay on that and paint around the areas so you could quickly like skid up wall squid up walls and like fly on top of it and stuff like it definitely is one of nintendo's i guess their most recent ips that are like intuitive and different and actually like sort of hits a A genre that they they didn't really have on their platform so um yeah i was having a lot of fun with splatoon 3 and the 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 single player is like fine but like at least it's there the um the uh cop versus ai stuff is like not anywhere near as good as the multiplayer stuff but like when you get sick of playing the the versus mode stuff jumping into that and just teaming up with people to to take on ai enemies over rounds is uh, a lot of fun as well so yeah splatoon 3 is my number 10 Ash, what's your number nine?
1: My number nine is uh the PlayStation Indie Darling Stray, uh, a game that we'd been anticipating for several years. I think it was at the PS5 launch, uh, a game where you play as a cat trying to get back to the surface of the planet so it can be with his cat friends again. Uh, but you're in this post-apocalyptic robot world uh, and having to deal with all those kind of things all the different people in this little city, and then you know, as you work your way up, uh, things get weirder <laughs> and more bizarre. Um, just a great short experience. I think I've played it in like a day. I want to say off the top of my head. I think it, um, it was
2: like six yeah. to eight hours. I
1: think. It was yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was just a really great experience. Lots of playing as a cat it was really fun. Surprisingly, uh, yeah. lots of adorable moments and then some crazy moments. I think. Uh, yeah, I think i tweeted no i met i messaged dylan at one point about like this level is absolutely crazy it's like totally inspired by this other thing um but yeah i think uh of course it's gotten a heap of praise over this uh into the year season um and was a game that like hit a lot for a lot of people and i yeah i'm one of them
2: karen what's your next pick uh, next one is a game I've actually finished, at least finished the campaign Ooh. and the main story, and got into the end game of. Was uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Um, I am a big fan of the Borderlands series, and Tiny Tina has always been a character uh, that is close to my heart. And then on top of that, Dungeons and Dragons is, um, you know, one of my f- favorite things in the world. So um, to play through Tiny Tina's Wonderland is was a real joy. It was it's. Great Borderlands writing. It was true to itself a lot more than you know the past Borderlands, Borderlands 3 was for me. Um, sure, some of the combat didn't quite mix, or the focus on melee combat didn't always flow very well, but I think overall it was a return to form um, for the Borderlands team of for Gearbox, and, and I absolutely adored every single moment of it. I think it's a fantastic co-op game, as a lot of the Borderlands games are. Um, so I definitely recommend it to, to play it with friends. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely deserving the number nine spot on my list.
0: Cool. My number nine is Pokemon. Legends Arceus. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, a year you can have two Pokemon Yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing. Um, so this is the, of course, the Pokemon game that came out early 2022. Um, some elements of this, like, Carried over, and you could see some DNA um, in um, the fuck. I'm, meant to, I'm forgetting what the fuck they even called the Scarlet Violet uh, in November. But for the most part, like looking back on the year, this this release. Like, didn't have any of the bugs, didn't have any of, like, the the problems that Scarlet mm. Violet had. Like, sure, the, the only complaint people had, I think, at launch for this one was, like, uh, like, yeah, it just shows the Switch's age. And, like, all of that. Like, I, Not to say that they're not complaints you can't have, but at least they're just, like, yeah. more, like, just a matter of fact of the way of release sort of thing, but... Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun playing this one. Obviously, it was less focused on battling and more about just actually uh, sneaking around in grass, throwing pokeballs at, uh, at critters and capturing them. There was some battling, and you could battle wild wild Pokemon. But like, I like the whole origin story thing of you just sort of doing these missions and exploring and sort of creating the the first Pokédex. It was a you know not a super in depth story considering it's a Pokemon game, but I did find it to be a um, more interesting Pokemon story than I'd experienced in years just because I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, the just the, the way the Pokeballs were changed. Like, you've got these very, like, um, period authentic Pokeballs, you know, instead of, like, the ones we're used to in the in the, in the games now and stuff like that. So there's lots of really cool mm. things in here in the Hisuian region in general with the few uh, exclusives or region exclusives that were in this that die off, I guess, and become extinct were kind of cool. So... Um, yeah, that's my number nine. Uh, Ash, swing it back to number eight.
1: Number eight, uh, a game I reviewed back at the start of 2022. Uh, Nobody Saves the Worlds from uh, Drinkbox Studios, uh fun little roguelike adventure game where you uh, inhabit multiple forms, each one having their own ab- different abilities and kind of mixing and matching uh, and then having this kind of, massive metroidvania i guess kind of overworld we have to try and uh complete all these different little missions around the world uh take out bosses fight in dungeons um yeah it was just a really fun game with a lot of creativity i love the art style um just a lot of the humor was really funny uh it, yeah it was just a a game that smaller game uh but I had a great time playing it, and you know, I think I like I was like a hundred percenting all the different forms because I wanted to, you know, to, to to get the most out of all of them and everything. So yeah, it was a game that I put heaps of time into this year.
0: Mm. There was another similar to Pokemon. It was like a January January release. I think, yeah. yeah,
1: January release.
0: Um, Karen, what's your number eight?
2: Mine of a something I reviewed in the quarter three of this year. Uh, was Return to Monkey Island. Um, I am a very big um, LucasArts fan and an enjoyer of point-and-click adventures. And, you know, to see Ron Gilbert come back with Return to Monkey Island, um, again, another game that was an absolutely fantastic journey. Sure, the payoff isn't amazing and it's kind of akin to the Monkey Island payoffs of old, but it's still a fantastic an interesting journey that is accessible for both new people to the genre and, and to returning faces. Like I think the level of depth that it goes to make two different versions of the same puzzles and then to add extra puzzles on top of that for the advanced playthrough um, is absolutely fantastic. I think, you know, whatever backlash there was when the trailers were initially announced over its look, I think the art style is absolutely beautiful. The voice acting is great. And the music is, is just nostalgic in so many ways. So um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was absolutely great. Number th-
0: three.
2: Uh number eight. I guess my
0: third pick yeah, I guess. Like, uh, number eight for me is a game I've been really, really looking forward to. It is Bayonetta Three. Uh, Holy shit, that is low on the yeah, list. Um, I'm surprised. I, I real I put it where I actually feel. Not, I could put it higher just to fuck with you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I put it where I actually, <laughs> I actually deserve. Um games really good like combat wise really good still like it's bayonetta um i didn't love like it's enjoyable but i didn't love the kaiju battle stuff as much as some others like i i find it like enjoyable to watch but like to play it wasn't as deep as the actual games combat it's it's sort of cool to watch bayonetta transform into a giant godzilla or a spider and you have these giant kaiju battles like every level but they was sort of more redundant on me for a while um the story at the end. I don't hate it like some people. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> That's uh sort of where I'll leave it without giving into spoilers there. It's interesting direction to hate the franchise. Um, but the, I think the standout was the the new characters. Um the music is really, really fucking good. Music's always been good, but there's some new tracks in here that are really, really good. Um and visually, I think the other thing that stood out to me is visually this game is showing like I didn't feel this way about Bayonetta two. Maybe because I was playing it on the Wii U, and maybe even when that released in, like, 2010, even on the Wii U, I was a bit like, eh, yeah, like, it's not as good as my current, like, PlayStation console, but, like, it's all right. Whereas I did feel like playing this one, I was like, this looks worse than what I remember Bayonetta 2 looking like. Like, And it's really annoying because the game, like, Bayonetta's world and characters have such a interesting um, art direction that it's sort of just disappointing that I can't experience that in a match better console is like sort of the it's annoying
2: it's funny because even though the you know Breath of the Wild what I'm playing is much the same it is choppy sometimes Mm -hmm. like it is very scarily choppy and that game is you know it's it's much older um so yeah
0: I even like the last game I played in like the beat-em-up sort of hackerslash genre or whatever would have been Devil May Cry um at like the PS5's launch um yeah.
2: Um, you have you have the OLED switch, right? You,
0: you yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like colours, it looks nice and everything, but, I mean, it's still just, like, the resolution is the... the
2: it's still running on the, the same... Resolution it, the resolution and the frame rate and
0: all that sort of stuff. That, that's sort of annoying me, so... Yeah, that sort of brings it down a little bit. But I still really enjoyed it. Obviously, I loved Bayonetta as a franchise. Came for the, the spin-off game and everything like that, but that's why it landed in number eight, not anywhere. Sorry, my top five or whatever.
1: Uh, Ash, what's your number seven? My number seven... FIFA 2023, I think you know. Obviously, FIFA r- consistency, you know, you know what you're getting. Uh, this year, they really f, f, in, the yeah, rip, f rip in the chat for FIFA. Yeah, rip for EA's FIFA. So EA Sports FIFA. FIFA. Um, I think with the way they handled the the World Cup content this year was really fantastic, and like, um, like felt like an addition. It felt like DLC to the actual game um rather of course in past they've like released either pay dlc for the world cup or its own title um so yeah there's a lot of value for money this year i got a little bit more into ultimate team for a while there um i yeah yeah not spending any money but you know just kind of uh felt like i had to like log in do my challenges uh unlock get as much xp as i could each uh Section, but yeah, FIFA twenty three. It's the end of the end of an era. Okay, EA Sports is not in the game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kieran, what's your next pick? <laughs> uh, for my number
2: seven, we come to Kieran's ultimate Game Pass selection of twenty twenty two. It wow. is Metal Health Um, I absolutely. <laughs> Adored metal house singer in terms of, what, <laughs> like Ash. Ash is like, the, what is what this the, shit? What is <laughs> this shit that's going Sorry, on? Sorry, you know,
1: I just want to say all these amazing, all these games that are available on Game Pass and they can crack number seven. Well,
2: it's lucky it wasn't a great year. We just, <laughs> like, was, I was at the mid. Like no. So Game Pass has a great that's year. For, I think it's a you still great value. For, I think it's, it's still great best value game in gaming. It's still the best deal in gaming. It's just not, you know, this is a... As as we <laughs> like to
1: say here at the Explosion Network, it's about quantity over less quantity. I,
2: do, I don't feel like we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> we do, actually. Okay, no, no, no. Now I think about it and actually process the words properly, we're fine. Um, No, a Metal Hellsinger is a great, fun experience that is just you don't have to take it too seriously you can just chill out listen to that that heavier rock music and metal music if that is what you're interested in if you're not interested too, i think it's something you definitely should jump into and give a chance like feeling as soon as you get into the flow of the gameplay where you are hitting your attacks and your movement abilities to the beat of the song and it's getting quicker with your multiplier it feels fucking good like it feels really good um, the the whole music mechanic to Metal Hellsinger I think is something that shows that there is not only more room for rhythm games to be explored with in the gaming sphere but the potential of rhythm games in general should in one form or another keep coming back and keep coming to returning and devs do have more opportunities there to go back to and explore that a little bit more so um, if you have Game Pass which I'm sure you do because it has great value check out Metal Hellsinger I will say had a much better time on PC than I did on Xbox but that's just my dodgy <laughs> hands with my controller that, that is all the problem that was there my number
0: seven is Kirby and the Forgotten Land uh, Kirby's keep it PG guys big old stop it we're gentlemen Kirby's okay. we're being gentlemen Kirby's journey into um, adventure where it just sucks up a lot of shit doesn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um, no, so this so a lot of stuff ends up in his mouth. A lot of stuff ends up in his mouth. Yeah, um, his mouth just ends
1: up full. <laughs>
0: that was a different. A mode. That was actually a different game. That was a that was that was a different game. That was the like the the fall guys inspired one. That's the this is a different. One. Yeah, just to clarify. Um, yeah. so this Kirby's uh, Kirby, this is like Kirby's m- m- first like. Mario-level uh, 3D adventure. Obviously, it's not quite as good as any of the most recent Mario games, but this is like his first proper forte into a 3D adventure game. And it has all the charm of uh, of the world and locations that you'll find in a Mario game. But it's just like, it's a lot friendlier. It's not like super hard or anything, but not to say it's boring. It's just, it's fun. It's wholesome. It, f- it feels good. The, there's puzzles and stuff to f- uh, play here, but the, the typical... Kirby gameplay is um he can he can like if he sucks up a a, a dude who's like a hammered hammer thrower hammer or whatever, you know, he becomes a hammer thrower and all these sorts of things. But the big thing with this game is you got mouthful mode. So Kirby can suck up a car, become a car. Kirby sucks up a cone, he's a fucking cone. <laughs> yeah, Kirby does some <laughs> wild shit in this game, man. It's crazy. Um I and in retrospect, the standout thing for this game is that not only are the boss fights really cool, like again, they're not really hard, but they're just <laughs> deceivingly epic in their nature. As the the fights continue, and you have to combine Kirby's different abilities and um, the way he can transform different things and whatnot. But the way this story goes, this game has a wild fucking story. By the time you get to the last boss and you're fighting something in the sky, this giant transform thing, you you thought you you're like, what fucking game am I playing? Like, what what is going on? This is some like next level like anime shit that i'm on but it's all the better for it uh so kirby one of the yeah one of my favorite experiences this year wild time a lot of fun uh ash what is your
1: number six my number six surprisingly is a fighting game Mm. multiverses uh the uh wb games uh i can't remember the exact studio It's going to kill me. Uh, The Multiverse's Studio. The Multiverse's Studio. Uh, Come on. Play first games. That's it. Uh, Managing to fit, not only like uh, make all these different characters from different franchises all come together in this one fighting experience, making them all look good in the same art style and like make it all kind of fit perfectly. Uh, but, but while still being very true to the original designs and that kind of stuff, is super impressive. Uh, and then just playing the game is like surprisingly fun. This like two-on-two sm- Smash Brothers kind of game where you're like kind of working together to uh, get the most knockouts or get to five, four knockouts first. Um, yeah, it was super addictive. I spent many hours like putting in time trying to get good. And then, you know, you get, of course for most of us, it gets to the point where all the good people start playing. It's like tough to keep going because we're not as good as a lot of other people. Uh, but yeah, again, it's like, they've added a bunch of different characters, a bunch of different skins. Um, I think what it's season two now. Uh, Marvin the Martian is meant to come later this year. Um, yeah. I think it, probably the best launched uh, ongoing game this year. Wow. I don't think there's much competition. No, that's
2: fine. Uh, Kieran, what's your pick? Um, a game that Ashley has already spoken about, Stray. Um, I am a fan of animals. I love animals. And uh, have this, you know, and I've always, I respect the attitude of cats in life. You know, dogs are great. You know, you've seen my dogs on the podcast before. They love life. They're happy to see you. Cats are little assholes. They flip you the bird. They don't want. They don't care as long as you're going to feed them. Your, you have to feed them. And to get the opportunity to see how that's brought to life in stray, maybe not directly as much of a being a little asshole, but uh, <laughs> all the little interactions of the little things you could, uh, like the paint cans you could knock off onto people or um, messy with people. I think there's there's at one point a couple. Um, being st- tossing boxes or paint across a rooftop, and if you scare them at the right time, they drop it and they get all mad and pissed off. Like there's just lots of stuff like that, um, and and just those little details combined with the story at large, um, the escalation of levels, and and going where no cat has gone before to get to somewhere a cat has gone before. Mm. Um, I think is uh, it's a fantastic story that I, I enjoyed every moment of, and it was that perfect like kind of feel good, bite sized game that was that was yeah extremely fun to play. My number six is
0: a game Ash has also mentioned so far, Vampire Survivors. So Whoa. I um Whoa. I only started playing it like a month back, like I think like oh. I think I turned it on. I like, don't play in, like. I'd played like half an hour now. I think last time we'd we called last episode of Arkham capture. So I
1: inspired you to play Vampire Survivors. Uh,
0: I can say yes, but I could also say it's just seeing it on a lot of people's top ten lists inspired me to play. It. But that's fine. That's you fair. can take the credit. It's fine. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> You're welcome. <yeah. laughs> I didn't start with the mobile though. I just jumped straight to. It. I've just been playing it. I only played on my Xbox solely on Xbox. Um, Let's go, right. Game Pass, baby. With the power of Game Pass! The power of Game Pass! This game is, like, super fucking addictive. And it looks so bad. Like, it's... <laughs> it's,
1: <Powerless. laughs>
0: it's like... It's not even like... I'm not even saying... Like, I'm saying this is one of the best... My favourite games of 2022. It looks like shit. But, like...
2: <laughs> like, just know, being look, honest. That is the biggest thing. That is the <laughs> biggest thing that puts me off playing it because I've looked at a game pass and it looks like somebody's vomited. Yeah. Here's on how the I sell this Do not and look like, at screenshots nah, of
0: this man. game because you look at it or even video and you'll go, "What the fuck is happening? This looks terrible. Why does this look like it's from the mid 1990s?" And then you boot up the game and you're like. You just zone in.
1: Huh? Just give it. You
0: just a go. zone in. You're like, yeah, and then uh, you get to the point too. Once you start like remembering, like uh, you start realizing what all the weapons are and stuff like that, and you'll get like the like you'll get the pick up or whatever, and you will get the three op- options for what you pick, and you start being like, yep. I don't want any of this shit. Fuck you, game. And then you go next thing, you're I like, don't <laughs> want any of this either. Fuck you. And then you die and you blame it on the game because it gave you the wrong fucking weapons.
1: <laughs> 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 I know what I want. Um, yeah, I've been it's having. Why you gotta? You need to learn to use everything.
0: Yeah, I, I just have, like, I want the garlic straight up. Like, that's what I want. I, the, I want the garlic, I mean, yeah, first the pick, to I want start the garlic. Just, yeah. I just fucking smash face once I get garlic. But um, but yeah, the game's like soup and you just zone the fuck out. The fact that you can play it with one hand, you just sit there, because for people that don't understand this game, it's just the a game auto-shoots, just joystick. right? The game auto-shoots. All you do is move your character, and you're like, how's that fucking fun? Oh, you don't know fun. Like you know
1: <laughs> You sit back, you had a hard day at work, you want to relax. It was fun and satisfaction. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sit down, put this baby on, sit back, relax, one hand on the Xbox controller, you just fucking you'll die after 15, 20 it's minutes. The other hand, How many
1: games can you, you murder like, no. th- thousands of people oh. with one hand?
0: And once you get once you got like st- once you're like a few hours in. You can upgrade your stats, too, for everyone who doesn't know, this is a roguelike, so you, you get money. You can yep. spend that to buy, like, health regeneration, more damage, more XP, pers- whatever, a bunch of things. Um, so, like, you'll start getting further and further, and there are different levels you unlock and stuff um, as you play through the game. Like, I think you have to beat, like, survive 10 minutes, and you unlock the next one, next one, next one. Um, yep. The... But you, you'll get to that point where you'll probably die after a couple minutes the first few times. and But once you start getting into like close to that 20-minute mark on levels and there's just fucking enemies everywhere and you've got abilities going off left, right, and center, you, you, anyone looking into your room goes, I'm no clue what's going on. And you're like, I fucking know what's going on. Like, <laughs> <you're> like <laughs> uh, It's good shit. It's, it's, it's definitely good shit. All right, Ash, what is your number five?
1: My number five... Horizon Forbidden West, uh, returning to the world of you know Aloy, um, in her newest and biggest adventure yet. Uh, absolutely beautiful, uh, a crazy open world, uh, lots of uh, interesting side characters and people for you to explore, and like this ob- obviously in- interesting overall narrative. Uh, it ends up feeling kind of like a middle chapter, but I had a really great time. You know, taking out robot dinosaurs and robot tigers and robot bears I deers. So robots, machines, you know. Yeah, it was just a very satisfying time, you know. Uh yeah, I think within there's like lots of smaller moments scattered throughout that the, you know, really great, different like little storylines and that kind of stuff that uh yeah, made the whole experience very worthwhile.
2: Karen, what is your Midway pick? Uh, midway pick is um, "Mary Had a Little Lamb," who made a cult for himself. Um, it is "Cult of the Lamb." It is a probably the best indie game of the year. Um, Do you have any indie games above Australian. your list here? Do you have any
0: indie games above this on your list? No. Okay, then fair enough.
2: I just okay. just wanted to make sure you wasn't about to shoot year. yourself in the foot. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I definitely know. I definitely know that one. Um, no, Cod of the Lamb was a fantastic experience. And, and a game that, yes, didn't finish, but uh, my time I spent with it was enjoyable. Um, the fact that I restarted the game, so I with a, once I had a better understanding of like the how the game worked and the different um, ways that you could build your character and build your your cult around, um, I had a lot of fun with it. I, it's fun to explore. It's a great roguelike. The character and the art design is, is so much fun. Um, yeah it's an absolute great time and I think if, if people haven't it's definitely the game to go back to for last year and uh, give it a try
0: I can jump in here because my number four oh, sorry my number five is Cold and Lamb also so my pick is also Cold Lamb. the Lamb um, my review for the game would have been someone ate poo they threw up they decide to revolt I sacrificed them to, you know great game <laughs> killed them sent them straight Whoa. to them.
2: Whoa. woo <laughs> woo you didn't, <laughs> you didn't them in the
0: stockades? Um yeah. I think the thing that makes Hell Lamb so cool though is the like the, the roguelike element's like good. I don't think it's great. I think it's good. I it's close to being great. It's very binding of Isaac. Yeah, like, like it's, it's, it's it's yeah. It's, it's, it's good, it's but it's not like as good. It's no It's not like Hades. No, it's Hades. No, it's, no, it's no Hades. Right. It's so it's not like, it's, no like it's the marrying that gameplay to what you're actually doing with the the base building. Like on a run, sometimes where you're like, especially in the early game, being like, oh, I got to fucking pick wood here because I need fucking wood," or you know, get low on people, and you're you're, you're picking a, a corridor or whatever the the map selection thing to go to a place to get a um to get a cultist because you you need some yeah. people. Like, it, it ties the gameplay into everything. Every choice you're making, even if you're not really thinking about it, is about your actual your cult, your base, and everything like that. You you're never just playing to get gold until maybe the late game. I feel like throughout the majority of the game, you're always playing for, like, I need, I know, me personally, I was like, oh, it's fucking stone, man. Like, f- fucking everything needs so much stone, and I never had any. Wood, mm. I was good. Stone, no, don't have none. Stone, there's none here, Chopper. Um, You know, and that that was just really annoying. So, um, yeah, art style's fantastic. Character design's fantastic. The audio design and, like, the mix of different sounds and stuff like that, Um. Top-notch. Some of the best this year. Just that little chant they always did. Um, it stuck in my head, so. Um, great. The boss battle, surprisingly, really, really good. Last boss took me, like, three times, I think, which is pretty good. Like, it killed me the first couple times. So, it was, like, decently difficult, I guess, for a surprise, considering... Uh, I, I expected it to be a lot easier than it was, so. Um, yeah. Totally. Really, really good. Ash. What's number four? Okay.
1: Number four. My top four, like... <laughs> Any, they could be interchangeable any other day. You know. uh, but number four, Marvel Snap, um, a card game that you know was is still super fun to play. Um, of course, having that Marvel IP kind of like is an easy way into the door. But I feel like even if it wasn't Marvel, I feel if it was like completely uh, a new IP, I think it would still be one of the games of the year. I think you know the. Different mechanics they've got for each of the cards, just the way it, uh, you know, it you could every match feels different. You know? uh, but purely because you've got these different locations every single time, that kind of switch things up. Um, some of the cards that they've added since the game started have been absolutely crazy. Whether it's like freaking Agatha Harkness who just plays all the cards for you until you know you can get, it. she plays herself, um, or like uh, who was it? Galactus just it destroys all the worlds except for the one he's in or something uh yeah it's just it's just super fun and you know I put a bunch of hours into it I've you know hit 50 every single season so far um yeah and it, it you don't need to put money into it um even though you know it it makes sense to like uh pay for season pass you don't it's not a necessity uh I think it's super fulfilling even if you just uh trying to play as much as you can uh, without putting any money into it. Uh, there's beautiful artwork throughout and, like, I feel like the leveling up system is really solid. Um, yeah, it's just it's probably – it's easily the best mobile game this year.
2: Okay. What's your number four? Number four is the wonderful world and starting area of Limgrave. <laughs>
1: What it's what?
2: It's Elden Ring. It's Elden yeah. Ring. Um, you, know, oh I <laughs> you I know the starting, I the, go. Go. the starting area, area's name because I'm still in there
1: too. I'm over the box I'm still in the starting
0: area.
2: Boom, he is. Um, no, it, it is Elden Ring. I think mean, a game where. Yes, I did delve deep into the depths of the game. I put probably 10 to 15 hours into it and I, I suck at those games, so it was very much confined I beat like the first major um boss and and then played through and explored the area.
1: The guy on the I horse, think, right? Is that No. Is that this I line? did
2: beat him though. I definitely beat the tree sentinel, but he's not actually a boss. He's just a bloke roaming the, around the, on the hand horse. spider. No, the first no. the first real boss is on um, a statue thing inside of a uh, room or whatever. Uh, no, I, well, no, I would say it's uh, it's Maggot. I think his name is, Maggot? Maggot? I've watched so much of this game like and it. played none. <laughs> none of it, yes. No, um, Dylan's a war for I the most watched he game. Is-
0: he put, watched on Twitch and YouTube this
2: year, but never actually played himself. Goes <laughs> never to
0: <played>. Elden Ring. <laughs> I, I, think,
2: I think if we're talking about the game that's provided the most culture to the game community for the year or has brought the community together in such a way, it is Elden Ring, I think. Um, from watching people play it to it being the most welcoming Fromsos game ever in terms of ability to jump into it. It's not, um, it's not overly punishing. It, it gives you options. It gives you the ability to explore. You never feel like you're trapped just fighting a boss. You could fuck off and go do something else if you're getting <laughs> stuck. And there are actually ways to find items that make bosses easier in the game um you know to 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 like legends of I'll solo her this pot wearing player that would jump in and help people with the hardest boss in the game no no um
0: not help people would only help if you stayed the fuck out of it they
2: would join your game true. but that's and the thing. you had to stay back or else they would leave you would yeah. you yeah. would <laughs> because he's he wants to solo her let's be honest um but yeah no it, it, it's i think it it is. It deserves its positions where it lies, and people, of course, it's always going to be based on who's played it and who enjoys those sorts of games. But I think it very much deserves its place inside the, the Gaming Hall of Fame, not only for uh, 2022, but like in the, the hallmarks of history.
0: All right, my number four, a really hard game that I played this year that wasn't Elden Ring, and I finished is Sifu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this came out. Early 2022, I guess as well. I think it was like January, February. I think it was February. Um, obviously it's the martial arts fighting game. Everyone sort of looked, thought it was John Wick inspired and stuff like that. Um, this game is. I think they've added. I think they've now added an easy mode or whatever. But so I'm sure it's like a lot more accessible now, which is good because the game's like a lot of fun, got a lot of style and cool music and whatever else. But, um, fuck, playing that game for review nearly tore my. <laughs> I went through all the emotions. I went through the, I'm, not, I'm never beating this game. I can't beat this game. I went through, like, <laughs> dying to the, the second boss over and over and over and just being like, I'm going to have to write a review and say that I really enjoy this game. But, like, I'm playing it out in my head, being like, I'm going to have to write a but review. I yeah, but I suck. <laughs> but I game. suck. <laughs> and then I just, I, just I, I think there was a night where I was like, I think this is it. Like, if I can't beat this boss this night... I'm fucking done. Like, I can't. This game is just too fucking hard for me. And I just kept trying and trying and trying and did it. And eventually, obviously, it just sort of clicked from. So, from now on, I didn't power through the game because it's still like I died a lot on the rest of the bosses, but I sort of got there. Um, But to go from a journey of, I'm never going to be able to beat this fucking game to, oh, suddenly I've got the platinum, (laughs) uh, which was really fucking hard for anyone who knows anything about the platinum. Because, so, Sifu is a martial arts game in which. You start at age 20, every time you sort of die, you age up like a year or two, depending on how many times you've died beforehand, and all these different sort of factors in it, Um, and you can become an old man around age, I think think 80 is like the max, so like 70 years or whatever, by the end of the game, um, you'll hit harder the older you get, but you also have a lot less health, Um, to get the Platinum, I had to beat the game... At a maximum age of 25, was the oldest you get. So that's like five deaths right the whole game. It was fucked. Um, but yeah, for some reason. But definitely some of my strongest gaming memories and also the most tense my arsehole's been in 2022. Um, many a <laughs> boss fight. Many <laughs> of boss The fight. most puckered. <laughs> puck I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> you know, you need that last kick punch and i'm like if this motherfucker hits me once i'm fucking blowing straight over i <laughs> just i cannot take a hit here like i do i'm done and the fact that every level is like especially for the mo- like it was it was just be like when i was trying to do that under 25 run it's like and i'm dying all right restart level like I, i'm not because i i just can't like i can't load back here i just need to restart all the way from the start of level like i need to beat the whole level without dying that's the only way i can do this so it's like and restart whole level yep. restart like it was never just restart the boss fight it was if i fucked up on the boss fight we're doing the whole fucking thing again you know like it was just fucking tedious um but yeah Mm. definitely one of my favorite games really great game once you got once you got the hang of the combat and that like how to block when they're parry all that like you fucking zone the fuck in it's crazy but um yeah seafood
1: number four on the list
0: ash we're in the top three what is your number three
1: top three my number three God of War Ragnarok. I think uh, fantastic narrative game, a fantastic conclusion to this Norse saga. Um, Maybe not the massive uh, jump in like combat or anything from the last game. I think it's more of an iterative. Well, it definitely is an iterative. It's like an expansion of uh, what they did in the last game, but they make a lot of bold narrative choices. Um, and I feel like they, they've they added, the, or you get a greater look at the Norse pantheon of the gods um, who are all fantastic additions to the to the cast. Um, yeah, just a, a lot more to explore, a lot more to do. Uh, I finished the game, but I feel like I've, st- I've still got so much that I can still do in the game, t- still so many areas to explore and that kind of stuff. Um And yeah, just the just uh, probably the best, easily the best narrative of the year. I mean, just uh, all these beautiful emotional beats, fantastic acting across the board. Um, Yeah, God of War Ragnarok is a fantastic game. Boy, Kieran, what's your number three? Boy. Um, number three is
2: a game. Until yesterday, I was going to put a lot lower in this list, and I actually changed my mind. Um, because I actually cried because of this game last night. Overwatch two. Um, it is Overwatch two. It is Overwatch <laughs> two. Um, it just not stalling. Fucking no, no, it's it, no, no. Crying in frustration. <laughs> it fucking right? it, it sounds fucking ridiculous. Um, no, I reached my highest rank, Diamond three, that I've ever reached before. Woo! Is that good? In Overwatch <laughs> two last night. Um <laughs> ashes, ashes. <laughs> Ooh, and, then it's, and then silence. and then quiet. Good enough. It's, good? Good enough. <laughs> good? Yeah. it's good enough. Is that good? It's good enough. No, I've I've <laughs> been forever stuck. I've reached Diamond once um in Overwatch One. I got to three thousand and ten and then instantly lost it and never touched it again. I've been hard stuck plat and I fell down to gold. Um and it's one of those things under the DPS role that I have been working on and, and working towards for the since I've been playing Overwatch again um and with overwatch 2 been probably putting in a bit more time for it so no it is it is a game i absolutely adore i have finished both battle passes so far there's been two seasons i have completed both battle passes um which to me every time i've looked at battle passes for other games that i've been involved with that i picked up i've never imagined finished battle passes honestly i'm always like oh that's cool they're really high like i would never i don't put enough time into these games to get that um I think, uh, as a whole, maybe the community's being very harsh on Overwatch 2. I think Overwatch 2's provided a platform for Overwatch to be great again, and, and to be actually be updated, and to be accessible, and to be loved. Sure, it doesn't... It isn't perfect, and there is a lot of work for Blizzard to do on its ranked system um, to make sure scrubs like me don't get into Diamond, but also you know, it's it's work around it being a, a live game for service, and, and that's something that Lizard in terms of Overwatch has never done before, and of course the the skin prices are probably a little bit higher, especially for us in Australia, um, and, and bits and pieces. But the gameplay itself is the best Overwatch has ever been. Um, it's enjoyable. Sure, there is some some characters that need some work and some tuning, um, but no, I absolutely adore Overwatch 2 Um, I yeah, I, of course I'm, I'm you know hard stuck sick loved whatever I'm obsessed with this game in one way or another for, for since its release but um no absolutely love it my number three is um also overwatched it i've watched yeah. it
0: it's crazy <laughs> didn't, among us didn't it. play right. a minute but it's Ring. <laughs> <Eldenbring. laughs> <laughs> gotta get the points with the gamers um immortality uh, so oh, yeah. this is the actually I have no idea how the fuck to explain this game. I feel like that's a common theme. Um, so this is Sam Sambalo's latest game. Um, you basically <laughs> you start the game. You watch you watch like the first clip. So it's like a clip from a, a movie, right? So you you're sort of following this character called. Marion Mansell, something, anyway, this actress. It's a fictional actress from, like, the the 70s is where it starts, I think, or 80s. Um, No, late 70s, I think. You're you're following this character's fictional actress's story. Um, And all you is watch a clip, and the clip could be from the movie itself. It could be a behind-the-scenes clip and you're watching it and then you're using a little magnifying glass and you're clicking on something in the background or you're clicking on one of the actors or something like that and it's taking you to another related clip. Now, that related clip may not be from that same movie. It may be from her third movie that she did in the fucking 90s right before she disappeared. And that's the game. In a nutshell, you are clicking on things and watching uh, live-action pieces as you slowly piece together the story. Now, every now and then... You'll discover something. And I, again, this is one of those games that I know I, I read other people say something like this to me. I'm like, yeah, it can't be that twisty, surely, or whatever. You know, like, yo, I don't want to spoil that stuff. And this this game goes some wild, interesting places. Um, there's you'll sort of discover things hidden between the the clips, I guess. Yeah, uh, as you slowly start to piece everything together. Um, this game is just. It goes in, I couldn't have predicted the direction that everything would go in. You, th- you think it's just going to be like, oh, she was kidnapped or she was murdered or, you know, nope. It's i won't spoil it, but nope. It's, it's a lot more interesting than any of that. But I think the thing that makes this game so special is it's because it's like, it's almost voyeuristic in the way that you are learning about these characters. Because the first hour, I feel like is a hump point. A lot of people are either going to play this game for the first hour and you're going to hate it. Because you have no connection to these characters. You don't know who they are. There's no real introduction to the game. You're just sort of hard pressed up against that glass of you just watching clips. However, if you start like pulling back those layers, you suddenly start to remember the characters' names. You suddenly start to realise this guy's the producer. This is the director. This is the actor. You slowly not only start piecing together the actors' stories and their behind-the-scenes drama and whatever else, you slowly start piecing together the actual clips of the movies that you're watching and you start putting together the fictional story within the fiction like you start piecing together these three different movies and what they're actually about thematically and some of them actually sort of interesting and how it all comes together that way so I feel like also as someone who obviously really likes movies maybe that sort of helps me get into this because there is there is uh Table read sessions. There is uh, behind the scenes sessions where they're just practicing blocking of the camera and all these sorts of things. Like it's very, it's very well done. I guess is the the simplest way to put how everything comes together. And I had no idea. All I knew was. There is an ending. I knew there was like a pseudo ending eventually to this game. I have no idea how he got it, but I will say for anyone who's actually played it, I remember mean, I was just sitting here one afternoon, I was watching these clips, I was like doing this, I was like, fuck, this game just did some wild shit. And the way the game eventually gives you an ending, I just, I was, yeah, it's a really unique, you've never played anything like it sort of experience. Mm. So um, I can fully understand why a lot of people, this is their sort of favorite game. Uh, I've seen a lot of people list this as number one or whatever else. I could also see a lot of people who say this is the worst game they've played this year. Because as I said, I think that first hour, just because it doesn't have a typical narrative structure or way to introduce the characters, a lot of people are just going to hard press against that first hour and be like, this isn't for me, which is fine. But um, yeah, it is definitely a a special experience from 2022. That's my number three. Ash, what is your number
1: two? My number two is Call of Lamb. Uh, As someone who has devoted hundreds of hours to Binding of Isaac, the gameplay, (laughs) Uh, uh, the combat was, like, right in my wheelhouse, right what I wanted, um, super satisfying. Uh, And then you add on top this base building elements um, in which, you know, you're building up this cult and, like, making decisions about which path you kind of want to take of, like, do you want to be a really mean cult leader or a really good cult leader in, like, what different effects you had, I was devoured this game, played through it as much as quickly as possible. Um I played through this game when it was arguably at its worst. Mm. It's like better now. Like when I went back, like the plat like this is the only game I platinum this year. Um when I went back to get the last like thing that was uh This is like snails? The, platinum was whatever. Yes, the snails thing that was like glitched bugged yeah. bugs yes uh
2: that's now so yep
1: i finally i was able to get all of my cult followers into the church which makes a huge difference to the gameplay of the entire game whereas when i was playing it it was just pick like eight random followers to come into the the church for all the gathering so like you couldn't specifically su- select who you wanted to sacrifice and like you couldn't get rid of all the old people that kind of stuff, like make decisions like that. Uh, so you're kind of playing with their handicap, but it was still a super enjoyable experience. Um, I know they're about to have a bunch of new updates. I might jump back in and like, uh, you know, try a different role, a different uh, character, you know, uh, make some different choices, you know, go the cannibalistic route. Okay. All right. Yeah, number two. <laughs> <laughs> i Leave it on that note. <laughs> Cannibalism is back in a big way this year.
0: Bones long. Um Karen, what's your pick?
2: Um it is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um I absolutely adore this game. This game is is absolutely fantastic. It is Firaxis at their best in many ways. I didn't think I'd ever enjoy a deck building game as much as I do. Um with the the different styles of combat, the different uh, play styles of the different characters you get to pick and use the different environments and enemy types that are in the game are absolutely fantastic sure you might be if you're going into it you might be a little disappointed that they're very small arenas that you're fighting in they're not the the um the phyraxis style of large open worldish kind of areas not open world, but very open areas big to levels explore. yeah yeah big levels to explore but I think without that the, the game runs completely fine and then to not only have this is for access but to have this Mass Effect persona dragon Age kind of style of hub environment where you can go you can go meet all the characters and talk to them and develop relationships and take people on like dates or hangouts and give them presents and stuff and and on top of that, I was blown away the first time I walked into like I explored the Abbey environment. I was fucking blown away that it was in the game. This massive area that is filled with places to explore, different lore, different um, chunks, getting different abilities to open up different areas. It was it almost like had this like Metroidvania style design to the Abbey, where it was like, okay, I'm gonna to have to come back here when I have this new ability at some point, or I'm gonna to need to remember that this is here because I'll need this for later. Um, and and to the more and more that place opens up, it's amazing. You're like, holy fuck! Like there is like this this old um, kind of witch's coven style church you run into there, and it's it's it is the atmosphere and, and everything is 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 amazing. And I absolutely yeah, I, I think Marvel's Night Son was was way better than it deserved. It had any right to be. I think it's a fantastic Marvel game. I you know it, it draws back to the akin to the ultimate alliance games when they were out like it's it is so much fun it is so enjoyable if you enjoy marvel in any way i strongly suggest that um you you pick up this game because i think it gives you access to not only characters you love but some characters you probably don't have much time with that, that really get to grow on you
0: all right my number two is god of war Ragnarok. um Everything.
1: Dragon the rocks. Dragon the rocks.
0: Um, I obviously Ragnarok. had some complaints about God of War twenty eighteen. It's old or twenty twenty, whatever it was. Um, Told joke that you know I hate the game. Apparently, according to Ash. just you hate never said that hate trolls. This game... (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's true. So this game is... Yeah, so when Ash is saying, you know, like maybe it didn't build build upon the combat enough and all these sorts of things. I feel like this game just built upon it enough to fix my major issues with the first one. So now I like this one as much (laughs) as everyone liked the original one. It's sort of how I feel... Mm about this one like this is the the one the way everyone was loving the first one and saying it's like the best thing ever i'm at that with this like i'm i'm enjoying this one the same way that people were years ago where i i I wasn't quite there um i thought the story is fantastic the characters are all just so fleshed out these the villains are phenomenal the voice the voice acting the acting is insane for some of the like uh, odin in this i cannot get over how well like the the portrayal and the direction that odin goes through in this game is insane Um, the Kratos' story, the way it plays at at the end of this game, I was like, fuck, that's, I can't believe you've actually made me care about this character, that this is, like, this emotional beat in the last sort of two seconds of the game. It never rolls through Kratos, but before, like, I guess, anyway, if you play the game, you know what I mean, like, the the last, like, sort of story thing that happens before the end of the game, that's, like, this emotional beat for Kratos kratos as a character i was like i can't believe that i actually care about this because years ago i was like kratos is the worst fucking video game character the most bro bullshit character you could have ever seen and to have him go on like this journey where i'm i'm actually fully aboard his his arc and everything like that um atreus gets such a bigger arc story in this one than the first one um a much more fleshed out original character um Freya is also I think underspoken about of how good she is in this game after dealing with the loss of her son in the first game and everything like that and how the the mother relationships a lot like probably the least actually sort of annoying to me Like it's hard to talk about that sports, but the mother relationship in this game compared to like the five relationship. like there is five relationships in this but I do feel like the mother relationship to their children is uh, very important in this game. More so than it was in the first one. And I like you have all these other more mother characters in it that are all really, really good as well. So um amazing boss fights, the fucking giant boss fights, sort of epic stuff that you sort of used to for God of War. Fantastic music, of course, it looks fantastic. Um yeah, God of War is just, yeah, phenomenal video game, that true AAA, you know, like Fucking look how good this is! Look how good it sounds! Like you know, this is the this is the hmm. true power of my PlayStation sort of experience, and yeah, hits on hits on all marks. So, God of War, Ragnarok. Ash, what is your favorite game of twenty twenty two?
1: My favorite game for twenty twenty two is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, as someone who's played a lot of XCOM, uh, this like. And as someone who's played, like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and X-Men Legends and those kind of, like, Marvel team games, this uh, was, like, the perfect divergence of all those loves. Um, Having the card-based combat, uh, which I think works perfectly, um, I think uh, having this large cast of characters, I think, like, in Marvel Alliance and all those sort of games, you would pick your, like couple of favorite characters and like they'll be the only ones you ever play with with midnight Suns, I felt like I, I got the most enjoyment out of like rotating and trying different characters. And uh, like, obviously if you play with the different characters, you unlock more cards for them to make them better and that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know, everybody was super enjoyable to uh, play with and unique in their own ways. Um, and then add the, adding all the social elements on top, getting to know all these different characters. Blade is a character I did not really care for before this game. After this game, I'm looking forward to the Blade in the MCU, you know? Sure, he's not going to be Blade in Midnight Suns, but, you know, it'd still be pretty cool to see him. Uh,
2: it's just, he gets a lot more depth than probably what you ever saw with the Wesley Science version.
1: Yes, episode. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just, this game is just filled with crazy scenarios that pe- these these characters are thrown in. Uh, Blade, Captain Marvel, and Captain America start a book club. And they just talk about books.
2: (laughs) And the first book is The Art of War. Yes, by (laughs) Sun Tzu. (laughs) Because it's Blade's favourite
1: book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and there's all... Obviously, all these different characters coming together. Um, there's so much reading you can do. There's so much lore that you can look into. So many little Easter eggs. Like even all the different gifts are like really cool. Like uh, yeah, items like specific to Marvel history. Um, and uh, the emo- the story actually got me. It like the finale was like an epic, epic final confrontation. But then it like hit me emotionally at the end, seeing how my hunters. Uh, story came to an end in this game. Um, I
2: actually didn't say it during mind section, but they made a fill in character or an in place character that doesn't totally suck. Like the hunter is actually yeah if, they, like, like, uh, yeah.
1: if they ever expanded on the hunter, like I would be on board, you know? Yeah. Also, I assume do you pick a male hunter? Not being sexist nope, no? okay. A, no, I played a female. you didn't hunter. hear the he dulcie tones of Matthew Mercer the entire time. no, uh, no. yeah, you missed out. Uh <laughs> But yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> and then all the crazy like accessories you can unlock throughout the game. Uh, super fun. Like having Tanto walking around in like a I like unlock like an iron fist like tank top at one point. He's just walking around in these important meetings wearing <laughs> this. Uh, just really silly. And there's a dog that you can pet and you get bonuses every single day if you look pet that, that dog.
2: dog. Is that dog is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a good time. They are a good girl.
0: Yeah. All right, Karen. What is your favorite game in twenty twenty two?
2: Uh, you guys have both spoken about it. It is it is God of War Ragnarok. Um, I think to to explore what Dylan has already said in terms of writing that makes Kratos an actually interesting character, okay. and for most for a good part of this game, uh a character that you feel for and feel sorry for and that you, you know, my heart rings out for him at so many times. And it's so, it's so crazy to, to see this man and you compare it to be, he is the same person as was in those early dude, bro sex mini game, God of Wars that, you know, the characters didn't really give matter because all it was, was a vehicle for you to bash the head in of the next God. Um, to see him full swing to see more Atreus, um, and, and, and as you said, Dylan Freya, I think the characters in the story, I think in many ways, this game doesn't remake the wheel of itself, it just improves on it at all times. Um, I think to play God of War and then you have um, this first, like the first major side quest in the game, we alluded to when we spoke about this. Um, when it initially came out the first side quest of the game was absolutely phenomenal and i couldn't believe the level of depth that was in this um i think the writing i'm always and i've been wowed by this since 2018's god of war is the the direction and the quality of camera control to have everything in a single camera to never have any cuts away to have everything flow and be natural and how that switches from character perspectives when it's switching you over to a different character. Is is absolutely amazing, and all the new characters they they added in. Fuck it, Odin can be like a, a New York Boston style mob boss, you know. Like it, it, it's just such an interesting and, and fun game to play, um, and and it's a story that I think is 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 really special to experience.
0: All right, my number one favorite game of twenty twenty two Marvels. Snap. <laughs> no, I did not play Marvel's Midnight Sun. So sorry, not yet. Um, Marvel Snap. I, I've i played this game every single day since the release. I haven't stopped. I keep playing it. I play it every day. It's non-stop. It's a game of... Like, if it tracked hours... How like, we, wait, how often do you
2: every play? Every day. Like, every, every day? single day. You yeah. should have said yeah. that earlier. I don't understand why it's... Yeah, like,
0: every, I play it every day. Yeah. At least, like, I play it in the morning. I play it probably at lunch quickly. play it at night. Like, fucking...
2: Like every, sorry, every
0: other day or no? no? Every day, son. Like every ev- single e- day, every bro? day, bro. Like which days of the week? Like m- Sunday to Sunday, bro.
1: <laughs> That's just the one Wait, day. Sunday no, to Sunday, one day. Is it every day that ends in a Y? It's every day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
0: you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I it's, not, it's not, I don't th- it's definitely not the Marvel thing like nothing gets Marvel like I I don't think it matters if this is DC or Marvel the the reason I like this game is because I really like card games and this is like this is quick fix fucking good fun card game on the go like that's like it I knew from the get go when they announced it I'm like if this if this is good I'm I'm hook line sinker like I know this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna get me right in like a, and a six turn card game deck building. Um, that's uh, from the outset I'm like this speaks to me like as a person this 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 speaks to me I can wake up in the morning I can play a couple I can play a game or two while I'm like making my coffee and getting ready for work and everything like that like and only it, it takes like five minutes oh <laughs> yes you are speaking to me like and yeah there are times I sit there for like half an hour like or maybe I'm watching an episode of something and I'm just sort of just playing it in the background at the same time and like and stuff like that sure but at bare minimum, on busier days. I'm just playing it quick. I get my couple games in. Go get those those at least those easy challenges out of the way, you know, every day. Maybe the hard ones I yeah. can't, but like if i if I'm short for time, I can just knock out those easy challenges and stuff. But yeah, and it's not to say I don't have you bank them. Yeah. What? Well, it's not to say I don't have compl- complaints about the game. Like I'd love to I'd love to see a um a battle pass that everyone got for free, as well as a premium battle pass. Like, um, I'd love to see the price of the the packages or whatever go down drastically because they're way, way, way too so, like, At the moment, they've got like the anime bundle that's like 79.95. And I'm like, I want those cards. Not for 80 bucks. Nope. <laughs> nope. I ain't caring. I ain't doing it. It ain't no fucking Valorant <laughs> Golden Gun, dude. I like, ain't caring. <laughs> Fuck
2: yeah,
0: man. I don't have an enemy. But I tell um I mean I've managed to buy the-, the one most expensive thing I brought in the game was um. Was I did save up like my, all my gold for like ages, and then I brought the um, fuck what what's his name the I brought the sunspot bundle that was like
1: oh you do you ended up burning enough gold
0: yeah I earned enough gold and I got the sunset bundle which was like six thousand gold or something like that but that was all just straight up earned like I just had the gold like so you can play for free and get some of the premium products sure but obviously you have to play a lot and stuff like that I have spent money on the game I buy the. The um the battle pass every month obviously but I yeah I, ju- mm. I just wish some of the other premium items were still slightly easier to obtain or like worthwhile I guess if that makes sense you know like I, I like I if to me if that anime bundle was like around thirty bucks or something I'd buy those anime cards if they were around thirty bucks I'm not paying fucking eighty though but um I love <laughs> looking at all the I love when a new I love like a new card every month coming out and then because of the game or the deck's only being 15 cards, it's one card can completely change or create a new archetype or change an archetype or something like that. Like, because compared to the card games, I'm used to playing like Magic and stuff like that where you got 60 card decks and whatever else. Because the decks are only 15 cards, it does mean... twelve. Twelve, sorry, because only the, yeah, no Because the decks are only twelve cards, it does mean you can build entire decks around one card because you're going to get it most of the time. You can build decks around chance, yeah. combos and having that be a win chance. Like you're not going to go off hundred percent of the time, but mm. you can build decks around that. Whereas in other card games where you've got like a, you know a one in sixty chance of drawing it, or if you you know f- put four copies in and you increase it, even then you have still got such a slim chance and all these things that can go wrong. Where this game is just built a lot differently, so. um yeah, I I love it. I'm gonna keep playing it. I I'm always looking up, seeing what's like, look at the leaks and seeing what people reckon is gonna come next, and all these sorts of things. Like, um, I like just upgrading my cards. I like, um, you know, like there's that aspect too of just like, oh man, I can't like, oh, I'd love to save some gold and get like this variant and then level it up, and you know, like there is that aspect of the card collection on top of the game that's sort yeah. of fun because sometimes you, sometimes I just I save up all my um. Credits. my credits and my whatever else I, and I'll until I've got like, because they up the max to like 9,000 or 10,000 or whatever. So I'll just save it and I'll spend like half an hour just upgrading cards I want. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I've got a fuck turn left, and I've got no variants or stuff I want to upgrade. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to upgrade Like, I'm pretty bored of this card. I've got no cards. boost like, whatever. Yeah, there. I need to, like, get a cooler card and stuff like that. And then sometimes I see people play cool variants on me, and I have to do the whole, like, shiny eyes reaction on it. I'm like, oh, I want that. You know, like, I'd love to have that in my deck. <laughs> like, that would be cool. So, yeah, I um, really, really love it. I can't wait to see what they do over 2023, the building by adding in the, the versus mode and whatever else they got coming up over the the next year. So, yeah, definitely the most exciting release of the year for me. Like, I was on a huge, like, epic pick. It's a fucking card game. But, like, if I was being completely... I had to be completely honest with myself. I'm like, this is the game. Like, if I think about 2022, like, the game... That's the game of the year. That's the game of the year for me. It's like Mel Snap, yeah.
1: So,
0: Um, Ash, did you have any uh, honorable mentions or anything like that?
1: Uh, I had a couple other ones. Uh, Two Point Campus was a game I reviewed this year. That was a lot of fun. Obviously, it iterated like a twist on the th- Two Point Hospital, uh, but with like universities. Really fun, really funny. Uh, easy to devote hundreds of hours to. Uh, Tunique was really good with the time I played with it. I just did not, uh, you know, finish it. <laughs> uh, but I was having a really good time playing that. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, that was a good release this year uh really nice to be bowling again and you know uh the addition of volleyball was a cool uh thing to add uh you know if you're good uh then you know uh another game that i didn't probably put enough time into but uh teenage ninja turtles shredder's revenge felt like going back to my childhood all those like uh the arcade games or the like obviously the super Nintendo games and that kind of stuff, uh, all the games that you can now play in the cowbunker collection. Like, uh, it just felt like one of those. Uh, and then, you know, obviously being able to see like other people have like seven people fighting at the same time. is freaking crazy. So yeah, those are the ones I want to shout out. Kieran, do you
2: have any shout out? No, 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 no. I kept it nice and precise with 10.
1: You only played 10. <laughs> Got Gotta
0: plan ahead, you know? Um, I got three shout outs. I'd like to shout out Playtale Requiem. I'd like to shout out Neon White. And I'd like to shout out uh, Elden Ring as the three games I really
1: wished I'd played in 2022. <laughs> I was like, wow, you
0: got you played
1: those? No, I wish. And then you know, Elden Ring, like, yeah, it's like, oh, you never did play
0: any <laughs> uh, Shout out to the top three games that Dylan wishes he had played in 2022. Oh. Uh,
2: Dylan wishes he had played, and Elden Ring's one of them. And you've made it I a wish meme where you sat there the with a fucking- I, I wish, wish I could I have got I wish plastic the game. was so
1: much easier to open. You
2: know what? I'd rather be me and fucking buy pixels for a fucking game that I'm enjoying playing than to buy a fucking game and just leave it there fucking wrapped. Eh,
1: part of the show now. Think about how much content we've got out pay, I was show. about to say, like, it's part it. It's paid for itself.
0: Yeah, it's paid for itself. No, it hasn't. No. It's part of the universe. No. Of the
2: Explosion Network no. Add up all the minutes. No.
1: You know? we,
2: we've made zero money out of this content. Like, <laughs> oh, no. At
0: least a couple of cents. <laughs> no.
2: And let's <laughs> throw it over to our first sponsor. No one. <laughs> if
0: you're listening to this on the website, look at the Google AdSense ad over there. <laughs> Click it. Add <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Right> down there. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> if you're listening to this, Explosionnetwork.com slash support. Um all right, that'll do it for our <laughs> Tuesday weird drop episode of RK Couch. Of course, again, we are in Games Week for our best of 2022 coverage. So make sure you check out Explosionnetwork.com slash of 2022 for all of our articles going up throughout the week. If you want to check out our TV stuff, that's all up. Our top 10 TV shows, our top five <gasps> best supporting actors and all this stuff. It's all up. It's on the same page. You'll see best it, no.
1: leading actors in a drama. Who is number one will shock you? Wow. To
2: <laughs> what, what are we a fucking sorry? Are we fucking BuzzFeed? Like, are we sorry? What we clickbaiting mid podcast yes, now? Yes,
1: we are. Sure, why not? Yeah. And you can tune in. That's our goals in 2022.
2: Next
0: week, of well, uh, best of 2022 will be our movies week, of course. So the first official episode, fuck, I've already forgot the date. The first official episode of Arco Couch after this January 23rd will be January 23rd. There you go. Good job. All right, thank you for listening, everyone. We will see you in a couple weeks' time as we kick off 2023. Goodbye.